All right. Good morning, Arkansas. Your morning show is on the radio. Good morning, Kelly Perry. Good morning, Brandon Baxter. Here we are. Today's Tuesday, March the 16th of 2022. It's National Artichoke Hearts Day. Hmm. It's National Panda Day. But more importantly, it's National Lips Appreciation Day. Lips? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Come on now. That's a good one. Unless they talk back. Yeah, we don't want those. Yeah, or co-hosts. <laughs> so, all that stuff going on this morning. Glad you guys are up and getting ready to go with us today. At Big News, man, you'd be so proud of me. Really? I got more gas than normal at the pump yesterday. Was it the first time ever? Pretty much, because I've been going for like 13, uh, 13 bucks. And I knew that I needed to put a couple more dollars in, and I thought about stopping at 15 this time, but accidentally let it roll over and it got close to 18 and I wanted to stop at 18 and I freaked out because I didn't click it until 1802. Uh, you're one of those that can't click it on the exact number. No, I want it to be the exact number. I'm surprised you didn't make it be an odd number either because 13 is an odd number. I'm surprised you were like, I either need to get 15, 17, oh, 19 or 21. Didn't really think about mm. that. I'll go pick up another. What would I need to get? 98 cents of gas to make it, <laughs> to make it 19. Uh, coming up on the show today, it's the K-Fine Breakfast Club powered by Families, Inc. Really excited to have Coach Destiny Rogers, yes. who's a new head coach for A-State Women's Basketball. Mm-hmm. She's going to be on around 745. We're excited to talk to her. I mean, that's obviously a history-making thing for her and exciting. Yes. We'll have the chance to chat with her coming up. Plus, we have Doc Talk with Dr. Shane Spites, Wet Nose Wednesday with Dr. Kevin Reed. Uh, we have Jonesboro Occasions coming in with Dr. Rodney Poff. All of that this morning. <laughs> Plus, there's a story on students who had to commandeer a bus when their bus driver died. This is a crazy story. And daylight saving time, it's about to possibly become permanent. We'll get into all of that this morning right here on Brandon Baxter in the Morning. This is Arkansas's Morning Show. Brandon Baxter in the Morning. All right, some news out there this morning that Pfizer wants to add a fourth shot for those over the age of 65. Like their deal is they've they've recommended, you know, the original two doses and get a booster Mm -hmm. shot. And now they're saying if you're over the age of 65, uh, Pfizer believes we should go through and get the fourth dose. Hmm. Uh, Waiting for approval on that. But that's what they're suggesting to all the regulators in the U.S. It's a big story. Are you going to get your booster? Uh, I'm not over the age of 65. Oh, oh. I have the third one. (laughs) Me too. I feel pretty safe right now with numbers dropping and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But then again, you know, you hear the chat of, oh my gosh, what if another variant comes around by the fall? Mm -mm. So uh, also news out today, and this is kind of wild and maybe, maybe we're to thank for this, but it looks like the Senate uh, and they did, they passed a bill yesterday to make the daylight saving time permanent. Hey. Now, that doesn't mean it's permanent just yet because it still has to go to the House and then it has to go to Biden for him to sign off on it. But uh, the story is people are complaining about it. And Kelly believes that based on the public reaction on our Facebook page, (laughs) that maybe we help to do this. I mean, we had a conversation about it. I'm pretty sure um, the governor heard about it and probably went ahead and and made sure that that got voted on. Yeah, straight to the Senate. So now the House has to approve. We'll have to wait and see what happens. Here's the deal, though. We still would fall back in the fall, but they're saying next spring, one year from now, if everybody signs it, that's when we change. It can be like a huge party, like a a national party of uh, we don't have to do that again and kind of like celebrate having the last time. That might be a good idea. Yeah. 
They're saying that what, what this could lead to, though, is darker and colder mornings, especially in winter. And they're talking about like sunrise not being until after 8 a.m. Here's the thing. We're going to gripe no matter what because <laughs> we're human. So like I'm sure if it happens, we're going to find something that we don't like about it. But I think that the good things outweigh the bad. I think so, too. Like more daylight at the end of the day when everybody's at home together, more family yes. time outside and stuff like that. I agree. Now, the idea of kids going to school, going to the bus stop and it's still being yeah, dark outside. Yeah. That's kind of crazy, but that would be a winter thing. So we'll have to wait and see what happens with that. But a couple of big stories that are trending this morning. Brandon Baxter in the morning. So I used to have this thought that when I was uh, when I was a kid, I was always afraid to be around older people because I was afraid. What if they died? Brandon, it's an awful thing to say, but that's your heart. I've had this. <laughs> that sounds terrible, right? It, well, I just know, like. I know you, and that just like I can see you as a little kid, and that makes me sad that right. you would just have thoughts like that. Life has been sad forever. So, I mean, here I'm thinking, you know, probably at this point, like the older people in my life were in their 50s. You know what I'm saying? I'm <laughs> right. thinking it's probably like grandparents in their 50s, maybe approaching 60. Right. But I was always afraid, like, what happens if something happens? And here I am. You know, I don't know if I knew 911 at that point or whatever. I didn't learn that till I was 19. Or how to resuscitate Annie. Who? You know, how to resuscitate one of those dolls. They're called like the Annie dolls. And that's how you learn CPR are those dummies. Yeah. I'm not calling anyone a dummy. ain't no dummy here. I I, I know. I don't know if I'd be putting my mouth on grandparents and stuff like that. Yeah. But here's a story, though, in Maine. This is a wild story. There was a bus driver who was 77, still driving the bus. And he had some type of medical event while he was driving. And the bus lost control. And kids had to jump up and pull the emergency brake. They had to steer the bus to get it to stop. They had to call 911. Uh, one of the kids had to start CPR on the driver. Kelly, the driver died. Oh, my goodness. 77 years old, died behind the wheel with a bus full of kids. Does it happen to say if the kids were like younger or high school or anything like that? No. No, it doesn't say. Man. But it does say none of the students were injured. So, But even being an adult and being in that situation, a kid. No, it's pretty incredible. But it's a true wow. story out of Maine that's trending this morning. Let's throw one back on this day in country music with Brandon Baxter in the morning. So the year was 2009 and Keith Urban had the number one song in country music on this day. And sweet thing number one on this day in 2009. Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right, doing it big on a Wednesday morning. It is March the 16th, and y'all, as always, Kelly Perry. Well, she's got three words for ya. Good morning, Arkansas. This is Country Music News on Brandon Baxter in the Morning. We have Country Music News today on Carrie Underwood. So Carrie Underwood has a new song that comes out Friday morning, March the 18th. We now know the name of the song is going to be called 
ghost story. Now, we don't know a lot more about it. Carrie's doing these very vague teasers. So the last thing that she posted was like a 10-second uh, clip of the song, which is a little bit longer. It's like double the length of what we got <laughs> for the show yesterday. But uh, here's a sneak peek at Ghost Story by Carrie Underwood. All right, so that's what we have. Hmm. All does, right. it, does it give you any indication as to what it might be about? No, but it sounds dramatic. Well, and that's kind of what people are saying. Some people are saying that it reminds them of kind of like the beginning of Carrie's song, Blown Away. Oh, yeah. Doesn't it? A little bit, yeah. Anyway, so Friday morning, Carrie Underwood puts out Ghost Story. It comes out on Friday. We have country music news today on Garth Brooks. It's called the American Honky Tonk Bar Association. And speaking of bars, there have been rumors for a while now that Garth Brooks was going to be, he was going to be the next big country star to open a, a bar in downtown Nashville. Now, there's other country stars that have already done that, that are doing that. Blake Shelton, Jason Aldean, Dirks Bentley, Luke, uh, Luke Bryan, Florida Georgia Line, Kid Rock, they all have places in Nashville, and it looks like Garth Brooks is going to make that happen. We now know that the spot has been picked and recently sold for $48 million. We know that Garth's business manager, Cheryl Harris, is listed as the registered agent of the building's new owner, his attorney, his longtime attorney, his name's all over it. So it looks like it's going to happen. Uh, but I have some great ideas for for names Ooh, for his do? bar. Okay, yeah, what you got? So Garth Brooks, if he's opening a bar, how about two pina coladas? So oh, that's good. Two pina coladas. Yeah, so I'm going down to Garth's uh, Two Pina Coladas Bar. And yeah, right. That well, works. The one that makes so much sense to me is, hey, I'm going to go to Garth Brooks and hang out with friends in low places. Because I got friends in low places. All those words don't Get ready, Nashville. Yep. Garth. He's going to take over downtown now. I think so. And country music news today on Carly Pierce. I So Carly Pierce, Kelly, she's the reigning ACM and CMA female vocalist of the year. And she's about to do an event in Nashville, April the 6th, at the Marathon Music Works venue in Nashville. Uh, it's going to be a one-night performance. They're going to release this as a concert film. We're not exactly sure on the release date, but tickets go on sale Friday morning if you'd like to go and see Carly Pierce. Of course, Carly has her current hit uh, out right now, which is Carly Pierce and Ashley McBride. I never wanted to be that girl. So you can be in Nashville to see Carly Pierce. Again, the date of the show is April the 6th, and tickets go on sale this Friday morning. That's your country music news on Arkansas's morning show, Brandon Baxter in the morning. She's a walking, talking encyclopedia. Here's Kelly Perry's Did You Know on Brandon Baxter in the morning. Did you know about 15,000 books have been written about Abraham Lincoln? That sounds like a lot, but it's way fewer than John F. Kennedy. He's been the subject of more than 40,000 books. Oh, my goodness. That's crazy. Did you know a lion's roar can be heard up to five miles away? Oh, wow. I didn't know that either. I'd be scared if I heard that. Did you know penguins can't taste fish? Their taste buds only taste sour and salt. The taste of fish comes from 
uh, a different kind of taste bud, and a genetic study suggests that they lost three of the basic taste buds a long time ago through evolution. Yeah. But it doesn't matter since penguins just swallow the fish whole without even tasting it. See, I would love, I would be able to eat more fish that way if I didn't have to taste it. Yeah, you're right. You know, like I can eat catfish, fried catfish with all the good stuff. Like right. Uh, a little squeeze of lemon and, and like a piece of onion and maybe some tartar sauce. But the whole vision of like, just like, oh, here's a piece of tilapia. I'm craving that. Mm, baked fish. Yeah. My taste yeah. buds aren't going there. Well, if you didn't know, now you know. Brandon Baxter in the morning. So it was a big day on the campus of Arkansas State University. Really a huge week. Yes. Congratulations. We mentioned this. Destiny Rogers is the new A-State women's basketball coach, the new head coach. We'll have her on later on this Mm -hmm. morning, 745. I think she's on the road, so I think we're going to aggravate her this morning. That should be fun. Uh, Arkansas State has also announced a brand new volleyball coach, somebody who's been in Jonesboro and Arkansas State before, Brian Gerwig, coming back. Uh, as the head volleyball coach, awesome. he spent the last three years at Houston. So that's going on, and the press conference happens uh, today at eleven o'clock at First National Bank Arena in the auditorium. It's open to the public, and a big congratulations goes out to our buddy and our friend, Coach Mike Bellato. Yes, congrats, Coach, who has been extended for another two-year contract at Arkansas State uh, for the men's basketball mm-hmm. program. So always exciting to see that, and their family get to stick around. Yeah. Uh, just a nice guy, my tag team partner in wrestling. Mm-hmm. We have a song about him. We, yeah, we do. And we've had this song for a minute. I'd like to hear it. Here it goes. Is that SNL? Uh, that's awesome, right? Balado! 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 great about that song is when he came in years ago when we sang this to him he he knows the the language and so he was able to tell us what he's actually saying yeah we have no clue what we're talking about when we when we tag somebody with the song we have no clue we just make it up we just go ahead and throw his name in there yeah. and act like it's supposed to be like that right so congratulations to coach Pilato. two more years with arkansas state his kids in high school that's great stuff too so we're just excited for all these coaches and again destiny rogers on Later on this morning, we'll have to think of a theme song for her. Ooh, okay. Maybe it's Mrs. Rogers' Neighborhood. Um, Gonna work on that. Uh, no? I don't think so. Not a good one? No. That is not a good Mm-mm. one. That is a dumb idea, Kelly. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I know this sounds crazy. Believe me, I know it. It's crazy. That sounds kind of crazy. You must be crazy. And people are crazy. So Americans, or specifically Floridians, are not the only ones having to deal with really dumb criminals. It's happening to our very apologetic neighbors to the north. Police in Canada arrested a man who was wreaking havoc in Victoria. He was rollerblading through downtown, carrying a hockey stick, which he was using to bang garbage cans and hit the windows of businesses. This sounds like a ton of fun. (laughs) I would love that. Maybe not the business part, but the the trash cans. That's fun. Okay. Well, things really crossed the line when the rollerblading man chased a woman and stole her toque. Now, a toque, that's Canadian for a stocking cap. So it's a beanie with one of those pom-poms on the top. Oh, yeah. Okay. I used to have those when I was a kid. Yeah. Well, the woman wasn't injured, but she was upset about her 
stolen beanie. Well, when the police arise, uh, arrived, the thief rollerbladed around the police car before being taken into custody. No, he didn't. I just have this vision of him roller, rollerblading around. Well, he's looking at a robbery charge. But speaking of stealing a woman's hat, what does a hat salesman drink to get him going in the morning? Oh, my gosh. I have no idea, Kelly. What could that possibly be? A cappuccino. <laughs> I'm just saying for all you in line right now waiting to get a coffee. I'm sorry. That's for you right there. And there's even more proof that people are crazy. That's as good as the show's going to get today, by the way. Brandon Baxter in the morning. And Kelly Perry, I have one question for you. Are you ready to celebrate some local people? Let's do it. Let's do the birthdays. Happy birthday to you. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Well, well, well. Time for birthdays for today, Wednesday, March the 16th of 2022. Local birthdays, local celebrities. Here we go. Happy birthday goes out to our friend, Archie Mason, who celebrates his birthday today. Happy birthday. Central Baptist Church, Cross County, Wynn, Arkansas. Puts on his boots, goes to church. Might have some dirt on him, but it's okay. He might have some dirt on his boots. I wonder if Miss Angie is going to give him a little honey this uh, this evening. Brandon, that's inappropriate. No, they have bees and, and they have honey. The hot honey that I have at my house right now, I put on my biscuits, is good. Okay. Yeah, you are right. I actually have some of Miss Andy's honey as well. Happy birthday to Archie Mason, who celebrates his birthday today. Uh, Becca McKelvey of Jonesboro is celebrating Ashlyn McNeese of Brooklyn turns 16. Sheila Simpson from Ashdown celebrates. Amanda Driscoll from Alma. Happy birthday, David Duke. From Benton, we have Amy Gilstrap celebrating Hank Sprouse of Leif, Ann Owens of Rogers, Melissa Watson of Jonesboro, April Wilson from Wynn, Mary Margaret Schultons celebrating a birthday today, Allison Doss from Wynn, Penny Lace from Wynn, and Heather Burton of Russellville celebrates today as well. And if you have a birthday today, we say this. We say happy birthday to all y'all and you celebrate with these celebrities. Wolfgang Van Halen is 31. That's the son of Eddie Van Halen and Valerie Bertinelli. Yeah, he's also one of the bassists in Van Halen currently. Wolfgang Van Halen, 31 years old today. Public enemy legend Flavor Flav, Flavor Flav. <laughs> is 63 today. So happy birthday to Flavor Flav. He's the guy with the really big clock. That dated Bridget, Brigitte Nils- Nielsen. Yes. Yep. Happy birthday today to Eric Estrada, who is 73. Yeah. You know who that is? It's Frank Poncharello from Chips. It's John's motorcycle yes. buddy. So Eric Estrada. He's celebrating his birthday, 73, today. Happy birthday to Chuck Woolery, who is 81, of course, from the dating game. We'll be right back in two and two. That was his gimmick. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the commercial break deal. And happy birthday today to Nancy Wilson, who is 68. You may know her from heart. It's one of Kelly's favorite songs. Okay. Shall we? That's a warning for everybody. (laughs) 
<laughs> Nancy Wilson. A little bit of heart for you this morning. Another one of our favorites. Okay. What? You love heart, right? (laughs) Have a little heart this morning. Good stuff, right? This is typically my karaoke song. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just a warning to everybody out there, man. This is a warning. This is a public warning. Okay. Happy birthday goes out to my good friend, Nancy Wilson of Heart, who turns 68 today. Brandon Baxter in the morning. Brandon Baxter in the Morning presents Today in Pop Culture. All right, today's March the 16th, and today in pop culture in 1974. It was a big day because the Grand Ole Opry left the Ryman in Nashville. That had been the home of the Opry for 41 years. And the Grand Ole Opry moved over to the Opryland Complex. Richard Nixon was there for the Ryman's last wow. show. But the Ryman's a pretty magical place. We have the chance to go to Nashville and see a show there. Uh, today in pop culture in 2010... ABBA was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Also inducted, Genesis. Bill Collins. Yeah. And today in pop culture in 2019, Lil Nas X put Old Town Road out to country radio. The following week, Basically, uh, the Billboard chart said, hey, this isn't going to be able to be a country song. So Lil Nas X went out and got Billy Ray Cyrus. And then they took the song to number one. The horses in the back. Horse stock is attached. Head is mad black. Got the bushes black That's three years ago. That song was red hot before the pandemic. Today is March the 16th, and that is Today in Pop Culture. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. We're joined this morning by the good doctor himself, Dr. Shane Spites, Dr. Feel Good. He's the one that makes you feel good. He's the one that makes you feel good. He's the one that makes you feel good. Dr. Shane's Bites! Dr. Shane's Bites! Dr. Shane's Bites! What's up, Doc? <laughs> uh, good morning, guys. Hope you guys are moving along well with the spring forward that we had there on really Sunday, I guess, and now Monday, now that you're back to work. No, no, we're back, and the weird thing about it is I still hear people complaining that maybe they're feeling the effects of of the whole time change. Well, that, <clears throat> actually, that's correct. That actually does happen, um, and it happens, it happens when we change in the spring, and it also happens when we change in the fall, and, and I'm sure you guys are following this. There's the, the U.S. Senate has passed, um, and they want to make one of them permanent. They actually want to make this one permanent, the spring forward permanent. Well, that, that's not without some consequences, and so I don't know how much right. we thought through this. Um, and actually, we've done this before, and so we're, sometimes we're not good 
We're not good at looking back at history. Actually, in 1974, we did this. The United States said, ah, we're just going to stick with one. We're not going to do this switching back and forth. Right. And people hated it. And we went back. Wait, but why would they hate it? To me, if we get daylight longer in the day, that's better. That's a great thought. So here's the deal. And this is the reason why that you change an hour back and forth is because of we're switching from summer to winter. And so let's say we just switch to daylight savings time and we make it permanent. Right. What that's going to mean is, is that in the fall, in the winter, you guys that are going to school and going to work at eight o'clock in the morning, it's going to be pitch dark outside. Mm. So it's going to be, it'll be pitch dark for a while. It won't get daylight until close to probably nine o'clock or so in the morning. But does that really Uh, affect our health or is it just how our outlook on the day? So there's two things in terms of the health. There is a health um, uh, negative health effect whenever you make a change on either of them, <clears throat> and it takes anywhere from 10 to 14 days to actually see that resolve. And the reason why is because, you know, we're as humans, we're creatures of habit, and we get used to doing the same thing. And so now you've really thrown everything off by an hour. Whether you push it forward an hour or whether you fall back an hour, it's still a change. And so now you're messing up your circadian rhythm. When you look at the studies, and there's actually a group that's not going to surprise you, the American Academy of Sleep Medicine, <laughs> they'll tell you that if you got to pick one, go to standard time, which is the fallback time, because that's the least impactful. Wow. The spring forward actually has the biggest, from what they think in terms of the data, the biggest negative effect. And let's remember about how important sleep is, and we talked about this a little bit. That's really that's where your body repairs itself. It has to do with immune health. It has to do with cognitive and brain development and brain health. I mean, really, that sleep is just vital for your body, and the cycles that we go through are important. And so, if you start throwing those cycles of sleep off, it just messes up your your overall health. So, if the House approves this, you believe they're going to approve the one that's least healthy for Americans. Well, unfortunately, and again, it goes back and forth. That's what I was kind of when I saw it. I was like, well, if you're going to prove one, it probably ought to be the, the standard time, the one where you fall back. Right. Now, but there's the standard time. If you if, when we, if we do that one, don't get me wrong, it's going to get darker in the summertime. So it'll be like 730, you know, at night in July and it'll be dark. So mm-hmm. there's a negative to both sides. You know, you know, but this is why they this is why we do this ritual every year anyway is to try to you know have more daylight in the evening time. So when you're out at baseball games and things like that, and you're out you know on the lake and stuff like that, you get more time, so to speak. Um, that's the idea. But in the fall, nobody wants to be going to, to school or work when it's pitch dark outside. And they talk about things like the impact on the economy and more accidents that occur because people will be driving at 7.38 in the morning will be pitch dark outside. I mean, hmm. and, and I think that's those are legitimate concerns. But... Um, I don't know how well this was thought through, to be honest with you, in terms of because it seems like it just kind of all of a sudden happened. It's like, hey, the, the Senate passed this bill. It's like, well, maybe we ought to talk about that. Right. And I had no idea they were even going to talk about it. So all of a sudden you get the headline. We did that bit on Monday, right? We put it out to like, hey, which one do you think we should keep changing clocks or not? And most people said uh, to stop changing the clocks. But we had no clue they were really looking at that and then really had no clue of a of a health effect. Yeah, and again, the other thing too is is that we've done this before, so it's not like we've never tried this experiment. We back again, back in uh, in the spring of 1974, uh, Congress passed it, and the president signed it at that time. And then after the first year, people just hated it, and they went back to it. And so, um, I mean, I guess we could try it again and see how people like it. But, um, <laughs> it it'll be interesting to see. <laughs>
So again, Dr. Shane Spites, he's the dean of the NYIT College of Osteopathic Medicine at Arkansas State. He's been our COVID expert. Let's briefly touch on COVID before we let you go. Uh, numbers still dropping, right? Uh, we plateaued. Here oh. in Arkansas, we've got, and this is kind of what I thought would happen, is that we would get down. We weren't going to get to zero. We're averaging anywhere between five and 600 cases a day in the state of Arkansas, and we've kind of hit a plateau. So now what does that mean? It means we're still seeing COVID. People are still getting sick not near to the level that we were, you know, even just a, a month or so ago. So hospitalizations are down significantly. They continue to go down. Um, deaths are down. All that's great news. Mm-hmm. But we still have COVID. The other thing to know, and I've mentioned this on the show before, too, is this, this subvariant, this, this Omicron subvariant called BA2. Right. And it's slowly kind of picking up. It's certainly picking up in other countries. It's starting to take off in the U.K., Israel, and those areas, which we always watch them first. Right now, it's about 25% of our COVID cases are this BA2. And you say, and the first question is, well, you know, what, what do we need to know about it? It's about 30% more transmissible in terms of how contagious it is. Right. But it doesn't seem to be any more severe than the current Omicron variant. So in terms of risk of hospitalization or, you know, I've got to be in the ICU or risk of death, that's not any higher than the, than the current uh, or than the original Omicron variant. Uh, the vaccines uh, and the boosters, cover this. And so that's good news too. Um, and so all in all, I think, I mean, it's something we've got to keep watching. We may see another bump out of this because of how transmissible it is. That would not surprise me. I don't expect to see anything that we just came from. Yeah, that's the other true. piece I'll mention, this is kind of something that just hit the news probably in the last day or two was this whole thing. Pfizer's come out actually over the weekend. Pfizer said, Hey, we think you need a fourth dose, but you're basically a second booster. Mm-hmm. I think it's too soon to tell. Okay. I'll be honest with you. Cause they, you know, don't give me your the FDA hadn't said anything about that. The CDC hadn't said anything about it, and they've not shown any of their data. So I'm not quick to jump on something like that because, you know, I mean, it's just a drug company saying this. Now, they may have some data, but they've not released it, and so I'm just not convinced until I can take a look at the, at the information right now. So it wouldn't surprise me if it's recommended for 65 and older this fall or this winter right. just because we know that, that older individuals, um, their antibodies do go down at, at a quicker rate than, than the and the other part, the rest of the population. Y'all, he is the dean of the NYIT College of Osteopathic Medicine at Arkansas State. He is Dr. Feelgood, Dr. Shane Spites. And Shane, we appreciate your time this morning, man. Absolutely, guys. Hey, get some good rest. Get some good sleep. All right, man. We'll talk to you soon. You're listening to Brandon Baxter in the morning. Right here. On the big 107.9 K-Fine. And this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Powered by Families, Inc. Counseling Services. We're joined this morning by Michael Sullivan from Habitat for Humanity. And we're talking off air with Michael about, man, the need for Habitat to uh, have people that step up and, and find ways to help. Because, Michael, like everybody else, I guess Habitat for Humanity is, uh, you know, feeling the effects of kind of our place in the world right now as far as donations and inflation and all that. And it's affecting the houses you guys are trying to build. That's correct. And as we continue to build more homes for families in Jonesboro that are in need, uh, COVID has caused the prices to go up, as everyone knows. And our houses have, you know, not been avoided that. We went from 96000 a house to 120000 Oh, my and gosh. So we've had to go. Yeah, it's been a huge increase. And we need um, more community support to help complete these homes. Um, we just actually closed on two houses last month. Um, and we have eight more that are nearing completion and we don't want to hold those up because we have a bill outstanding. So uh, we're encouraging the community to donate financially, whether that's 
on our website, jonesboroughabitat.com. Or if you can't get financially, give to our restore. Yeah, so let's talk about uh, basically um, how they can do that because the restore, we were just talking to one of our coworkers the other day. Uh, we were looking for something for the studio, and she said, have you guys tried the Habitat for Humanity restore? And I was like, oh, my gosh, I forgot mm-hmm. that we could do that. And I think it's a great thing to remind people that this store is open with all kinds of stuff for the home. That's correct. And we have um, a number of items that are donated, including home decor, furniture, and even a construction site. So if you're looking for doors, windows, um, and whatever construction items <laughs> you could probably imagine we have in our store, we have toilets at one time. Um, and so it is a variety of stuff. And so as Spring gets here and your spring cleaning. Don't forget about Restore. All the money that's raised through Restore goes back into our building program. So, again, if you can't donate financially, you can give items to our store, and we'll resell those. And those proceeds go back into our, our building program for families who are in need of affordable housing. Um, and like I said, we have eight houses currently working to be finished. And out of those eight houses, that's 23 children that will be homed wow. once they're complete. So it's a huge impact, and we we just need the community to step up and help either get financially or in kind to our restore. Let's talk about who typically are the recipients of homes that are built by Habitat for Humanity. When you look at that kind of the breakdown, I know you can't just probably uh, say the average is this, but <clears throat> I would assume you have hardworking people with kids who are looking to uh, kind of better their lives and, and Habitat is there to build them a home. And you're going to say, Hey, we need you to work for this. We need you guys to to kind of pitch in on this, but it's a really neat program. What would you say the average person looks like in, in a situation where they're going into a Habitat home? Yeah, they all come from different walks of life, um, but all have the same purpose of wanting to provide a better life for themselves and their children. Um, and many of them just have never had the opportunity to own a home, and they don't qualify through conventional means. And so by applying through Habitat, we don't just look at the credit score like a lot of financial institutions do. We look at their history and, you know, can they actually afford a Habitat home and provide for their family? And so a lot of them are single parents um, who are just down on their luck and they already work full-time jobs. Some of them work and go to school and then they come to Habitat and if they qualify, they have to do volunteer hours and help build the house that they're going to eventually live in. And so they're hardworking families who want to do better for themselves and their children. Well, and then the house, uh, at the same point, at the end of the deal, it's not like the house is all the way, you know, like there's still going to be a mortgage, but the best part about that is there's going to be an interest-free mortgage, which, man, if we could all do that, can you imagine what that would look like? Oh, my gosh, that'd be amazing. I wish I had one. <laughs> exactly. Me, too. <laughs> but, yeah, they get a affordable mortgage set at what they can afford. We don't exceed 30% of their monthly income, mm-hmm. um, and typically it's below 20%, of, and wow. so... We make it affordable so they can pay their house payment, but also have money for savings and other needs, food, uh, clothing, health care, uh, things that are a struggle. And sometimes you have to choose between, do I buy that prescription or do I pay my rent this month? And right. so we want to make sure that our families are financially secure where they can afford this mortgage and live successful lives. And of course, that money goes back into helping more families build their home as well. So, Michael, if people want to find out more about how they can give, if they want to to maybe look at you know the next application process whenever that opens up, uh, what's the best spots to find the information on Habitat for Humanity? Yeah, the easiest way is our website, jonesboroughhabitat.com. You can also find us on Facebook at Jonesboro Habitat or find the Jonesboro Habitat resource page, and you can see items we post. Uh, we try to post weekly on that. 
Uh, and then if you have a pickup or you want to drop off items to our restore, we're at 3610 East Highland Drive. And you can also call us at 870-336-0462 and we'll pick up your items uh, that can't be just dropped off in a vehicle. So basically, you're taking every excuse away. You're saying, hey, come on now. Come on, Northeast Arkansas. We need a little bit of help, and we're going to help a whole lot of people. That's right. And so, and if you have time, you want to volunteer, we are looking for volunteers for our store as well. So uh, you can also do that. All right. Michael Sullivan this morning from Habitat for Humanity on the K-Fine Breakfast Club, which is powered by Families, Inc. Michael, have a great day, man. Hey, you too. Thank you all so much. I'll right, we'll talk to you again soon. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. Well, we have a special guest joining us this morning. She just so happens to be the brand new head coach of A-State Women's Basketball. Welcome to the show, Coach Destiny Rogers. Coach, good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm great. Thank you for having me. You feeling all right this morning? I'm doing good. Doing good down in Lubbock, Texas, ready to get out and watch some games and go find us some Red Wolves. And that's the deal, man. You're out there. You're kind of on the the hunt. You're on the prowl. Uh, Are there some prospects down there you're looking for specifically, or what's up? Well, we already have some that we've offered that we really want, um, as well as going to be on the hunt for some new ones. But uh, looking for some size. You know, we need some fours and some fives, and uh, we definitely won't say no to a really good guard either. That's awesome. So when you're when you're going to these uh, these young ladies, and you're like, "Hey, we have this great program in Arkansas, Arkansas State, in Jonesboro." What are you saying about the university? How do you sell this? I mean, we know how great it is, but how do you sell it to people who are in Lubbock, Texas today? Well, I always tell them, you know, hey. This is a family atmosphere. Our facilities are great. But I think the thing that sells us the most is the community support that we receive. So we always tell recruits, because obviously sometimes you have to you have to see it to believe it. Yeah. And so we say, hey, just give us a chance. Come on a visit and see it for yourself. And nine times out of ten, when we bring a recruit on campus and they see the community support and what we have to offer, they're really impressed. Um, so, you know, those, there's no doubt about it. I think Jonesboro is a great place. Uh, to recruit really good players, and uh, we'll continue to do that. Let's talk about when you came to Jonesboro for the first time. You're going to be a part of Arkansas State. Uh, Let's talk about when you got here, because you were coming in to be an assistant coach, and, man, all of a sudden, in just a couple of years, that whole thing flipped on you, didn't it? It did. It did. um, I want to walk through that with you, just the idea you come in as the assistant, probably thinking that, hey, this is going to be a a good little run, and then you're going to go on to become a head coach somewhere else. It's kind of the trajectory for most coaches. And, you know, then last season we saw the head coach uh, walk away, and here you are. You're the assistant coach. You're left basically holding the bag. What went through your head when you knew that was going down? Well, you know, I'll say this. Um, It wasn't a situation where I didn't feel prepared. Um, so, you know, I, I obviously have to, you know, uh, give Coach Daniel the credit of, you know, he allowed me to do a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I would run practice. Uh, my hands were kind of in everything because he knew eventually I wanted to be a head coach. Um, so he was uh, preparing me that way. Um, and then also, you know, I had been a head coach at the high school level. Uh, so it felt very natural for me. Um, it just, the thing that felt a little weird about it was kind of the timing just because, you know, I didn't expect it to happen like that. Um, but you know, I'm just the type of person that, you know, I try to see the positive in every situation 
And obviously that was a huge positive for me and for my career. So, you know, I just tried to grab the bull by the horns and do the best that I could. Well, it's kind of crazy because one day, and even, you know, I know you guys had an event one night and you're going out there and it's a a part of like a team celebration. The next morning Mm -hmm. you hear what's going on and all of a sudden you're the interim coach and there's adversity that comes with that. But I don't know what Mm -hmm. happened, but that team, man, once they knew that that adversity was there and it was such a shocking deal, it seems like they just rallied around you and that support was was just unbelievable. Mm-hmm. You know, I just had a conversation with the team and I told them that, you know, what they were feeling in the moment, because obviously we all were, you know, upset uh, and sad about, you know, the situation. Sure. Um, but, you know, we still had, we had a season to play. We still had a game to play the very next night. Um, so I just told them, you know, you're human. It's okay to feel what you're feeling. But let's try to go home. Let's try to get some rest and let's wake up tomorrow knowing it's a new day and that we can really make something special out of this. You know, and I looked at every last one of them and I told them, I said, I trust you. I have belief in you. I'm just asking that you have that same trust and belief in me. And I think that, you know, we can really do something special. And uh, they bought into that. And uh, I think it was great. I think they have to know when you're a leader, your people that are you're leading need to know that you'll run through the same walls with them. And you're not going to ask mm-hmm. them to do anything that you wouldn't do. And I think, you know, from everything I've been able to gather from, you know, people on the inside who have been around the program, that's really what the ladies on your team kind of felt. They felt like, hey, she's here. She's going to work. So we're going to work just as hard mm-hmm. for her. Yeah, I just told him, I said, listen, you know, I'm here with you. You know, we're going to do this together. I'm going to work extremely hard to put you in a position to, you know, be successful. And uh, you could just tell that, that, that they trusted that. And uh, they'd come to practice or shoot around or be preparing for games. And you could just tell that they were very locked in and just kind of excited. Uh, Maybe just about the new energy. You know, we tried to allow them to just be free and, you know, play hard and and play the way that they wanted to play, which was fast. uh, But also, you know, being accountable in that as well. Coach Destiny Rogers joins us on the phone this morning. Again, the new Head basketball coach for A-State Women's Basketball. Let's talk about the first win as an interim coach. I saw the celebration. It looked like you were pretty fired up. Oh, I was <laughs> I was extremely excited. You know, we were we were playing against a team who had just uh lost to a team that beat us. Um so, you know, obviously, you know, this is about to be your first game. This is kind of your first shot. So I'm a little bit nervous, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh we hadn't been, you know, playing particularly great up to that point. You know, so, you know, I was kind of a little worried about that. But when we had shoot around the very next day, the energy was just different. They were locked in. They were super uh, high energy. And I I knew when I walked away from that shoot around that we were going to have a really good game. Um, Now, I didn't know that we was going to play that well. Right. (laughs) But my coaches kept looking at me and saying, are you ever going to smile? And I I just kept telling them, nope, not until the clock strikes zero. No. And uh, it did. And uh, we, we celebrated that. And, you know, it was exciting. I got to host uh, the game. It was, uh, it was, um, I can't remember which game it was that I got to host for you guys, but I was there and I wanted to get my picture taken with you because I got pictures taken with everybody uh, around that. But I looked over at you and you looked like you were focused and I was a little bit scared of you in that moment. Because I thought, well, I will tell you, I will tell you this and, and I want everybody to know this. I, I will always probably look like that because, you know, I, I get the, everyone thinks that, well, when you look at me, you see me coach. You know, you yeah. think I have this cool, calm demeanor. But I'm just going to tell you, there's there's nobody in the room that's more competitive than me. Yeah. I don't like losing. I want to win, and I'll do whatever it takes to win. But what I want people to know is 
I am very approachable. You can approach me, and I might look like I'm focused, but as soon as you walk up to me, I'll hit you with a big smile. <laughs> so I want people to, you know, feel like they can approach me and, and, and talk or, or, you know, take pictures. I'm, I'm always open to that. Now, see, I noticed because you walked in here the other day into the radio station. You gave me the big smile, and we got to talk just briefly. Uh, but it was mm-hmm. so different when I saw you prepping for that game. I'm like, man, I'm getting out of her mm-hmm. way, and I'm just going to do this <laughs> next time. Well, you know, I just knew that it was just a serious moment. And, yep. uh, you know, to be honest, it, it, I really never felt like it was about me. You know, I really just wanted the kids to, you know, have a good experience the rest of the way. So I was just locked in trying to do whatever I could to set them up to, you know, have a good game. Coach Destiny Rogers joins us on the phone this morning. How nerve-wracking was it to have that title of interim coach? Because you knew that at the end of the season, there could have been somebody else. They could have been looking at somebody else. They could have talked to somebody else. Was that even more pressure knowing that, hey, this is the tag is temporary, basically? Mm-hmm. Well, one thing that you'll also get to know about me is I believe in you know speaking things into existence and mm-hmm. believing you know, what you say about yourself. You know, so every night before I would go to bed, I would tell myself, you are the head coach of this A-State women's basketball team and just operate, you know, as if you already are. And so that was the approach that I chose to um, use. And, you know, to be honest, which I never thought about them talking to other people, interviewing other people. I really didn't care about that because I knew that I was going to do everything that I could to put myself in position to earn the job. Um, and I knew that, you know, it didn't matter who they talked to. I just didn't think that they would find somebody else that's going to work like me, going to care about these kids like I will, and ultimately going to put this university, you know, in a place where we could be at the top. So for me, every once in a while, I'll be in a situation where life seems surreal, right? Like I'm at some event and I'm like, why is this me? Because I know me and I get to do this in front of all these people. Uh, and they call mm-hmm. that imposter syndrome where you're kind of sitting there and you feel like you're an imposter, like you're playing a role mm-hmm. and you're faking everybody out. Did you ever have mm-hmm. that feeling or was that confidence always there? No, I, I never had that feeling. You know, I just I just have that type of belief in myself um, and I and I understand what it takes to win. You know, obviously we had some adversity with, you know, losing our best player and then Trinity has some issues with, you know, with her shoulder and things of that sort. Um, but I just think that no matter what you're doing in life, if you don't do it with confidence or you don't believe in yourself, how could anyone else believe in you? So um, I just wanted to, you know, just go out and just work as hard as I could, you know, and, and do the best that I can. And uh, it, it earned me the job. So Destiny Rogers is on with us this morning. Again, she is the new A-State women's basketball head coach. And as we kind of prepare, you guys are going to go out there and you're going to scout. You're going to build a team. You're going to come back and, and we're going to see what you do uh, later on this year. But what would you say to the the Red Wolves community, to the people of Arkansas who are listening this morning, what would you say to them about coming out and really supporting uh, this team as you prepare for this next season? Because, you know, it's going to be here before we know it. We're going to look to put people in First National Bank Arena. Why should we support mm-hmm. these young ladies? Well, we're going to play a style of basketball that's going to be really fun uh, for people to cheer on and for people to come out and watch. We're going to play a fast-paced uh, game, and uh, our defense will be a lot more aggressive, uh, and we'll add some things offensively that I think will help us do a little bit better uh, as fast as we play. And uh, we're, we're just going to create a culture here that people can be proud of, and there's going to be a lot of energy around that. Um, so we really want the, the city of Jonesboro and surrounding areas to get behind this team 
and uh, support us. And I really feel like, you know, if we could get that support or when we get that support, um, it's, it's going to be amazing. We're, we're going to build something really special here, and I couldn't be more excited about it. <clears throat> one of your cohorts in the athletic department saw me shoot one time. And Coach mm-hmm. Coach Bellotto told me that I had what he described as the worst basketball shot he had ever seen in his career. <laughs> Is there any chance that you can help me with that? I absolutely can. I absolutely can. You come catch me in the office and we'll go out to the court and we'll shoot a couple of jump shots. All right. She's, and uh, we'll get that shot fixed. We'll she's being it. nice to you. She's being nice. Yeah. It's bad, isn't it? <laughs> All right. So, again, Coach Destiny Rogers joins us this morning. We're going to play a quick game of five questions with the coach. Coach, are you ready? These are quick, rapid fire questions. I am ready. All right, Kelly, All right, what you got? Coach, you have the day off. What's your idea of the perfect day? My idea of the perfect day is to probably get some rest, yep. take a couple of naps, watch a couple of movies, and just kind of decompress. All right. The meal that makes you feel like you're sitting at your grandma's table. Oh, my goodness. So I'm a Southern kid. You know, I'm from Southern Arkansas. Um, so, you know, I, I really like the soul food aspect. I like turnip greens. Mm-hmm. I like turkey necks, dressing, <laughs> mac and cheese. You know, I, I like the Thanksgiving type style food. All mm-hmm. right. Last show you binged. You know, I, I, I really love Game of Thrones. Gotcha. Uh, so when I tell people that I'm a Game of Thrones hero, people are really shocked about this. Okay? <laughs> All right. First celebrity crush. First celebrity crush. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that's a good one. I have no idea. I don't. <laughs> you caught me with that one. I okay. have no idea who my first celebrity crush was. Okay. Here's this one. Last one. Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, oh, or LeBron James? Kelly, come on. She has to pick. Hey, Michael Jordan all day. Yes. Michael all Jordan right. all day. Six, six finals, six championships, six MVPs. Can't beat it. There you go. Hey, we're proud of you. We're happy for you. And just getting the chance to know you better, even just through talking to you on the air today, it just makes me want to reach out and hug you and wish you the best of luck. So uh, great luck today in Lubbock, and we can't wait to have you back home. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me this morning. You're listening to Brandon Baxter in the morning. Right here. On the big 107.9 K-Fine. And this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Powered by Families, Inc. Counseling Services. Joined this morning by our pally, Rodney Poff from Jonesboro Occasions Magazine. Pally, how are you this morning? Well, maybe before he answers you, um, we're going to have to, uh, you're going to have to apologize to him, Brandon. Apologize? Yeah, he's, he's requesting before he talks to you a public apology from you. But this is a little late to have him in the room and then have to apologize. Well, it's you know just I'm not an apologizer, it, Kelly. Yeah, that's this what is your more wife proof said. that he doesn't read his text. Oh. I read some of them. <laughs> so, Rodney, the floor is yours. No, no, no. We don't need to give him the floor because when he gets the floor, what does that even mean? The he, mic is yours. When he gets the microphone, he starts insulting me. Well, that's why Who I goes have on. Asked- the- that's why I've asked him here today. You know how so many people used to go on The Tonight Show and insult Johnny Carson? <laughs> <laughs> no, they never would have come back. That's, right, exactly. That's quite but the we comparison. Like you think pretty highly of yourself, don't <laughs> John, you there, Brandon? Johnny Carson. Yeah. <laughs> wow. All right, so he's already firing. How are you this morning, Poff? I'm just fine. Although idiot? I'm not he's an idiot. He's off. <clears throat> I, I did I'm come. not an idiot times three, I actually. Did. Mm. Well, it was because you were talking trash about me. 
Listen, I, yeah, he gets upset when so I just go, <laughs> he just calls people idiots. Oh, wait, when, you mean when people throw fact back at you? Yeah. You don't like that very I hate much, facts. Do you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I, I hate when people have truths against I'm me. I'm so glad we're recording this. Uh, okay, yeah, th- he's not going to make the podcast today. Good luck on that. <laughs> <laughs> Puff off the podcast. Oh. Hey, we bring Rodney Puff in because uh, Occasions is connected to basically everything that happens in the area, all the events. Uh, all the the businesses opening up and all that stuff. You guys are are on the pulse of the community. We sure try to be. Um, well, not really you, but your wife. <laughs> wow. Thanks, Brandon. Actually, that's true. That is true. Y'all have a good day. No, no, you can't leave. We got stuff to talk about. So Rodney comes in. We talk about the events and how we can kind of plan our days and our weekend. What do we have going on uh, over the next couple of days? Well, um, we we spoke briefly about the first two yesterday. Uh, excuse me, last Tuesday, um, Friday, the Pot of Gold Banquet. Yep, it's the it's the Jonesboro University Rotary Club. It's going to hold the Pot of Gold Banquet, ten thousand dollar drawing, six o'clock at the Guards of Harmony. Two hundred tickets is going to be sold as of late yesterday. They had two tickets left. Oh, my goodness. That's a great event then. So um, call 819-1261. See if you can get the last couple of tickets. Uh, it's going to be dinner, drinks, uh, silent auction, dancing, and entertainment by the Everyday Life Band. That's neat. They're really good. So call them now. Get get those tickets while you can. Only two of those remaining Only for the two events. Of, and then on the next one, which is the uh, Community Health Education Foundation um, red dress gala. Yep. They have four tickets left, four tickets left. Um, hey, that's a good sign that these events are, are being yes. able to get through these many uh, tickets. People, uh, people are ready to get back out. Right. And for the ones that I've been to so far. Yeah, it's obvious. That's a great feeling. Yeah. It's great to know that. So what's happening with the red dress gala? Uh, so their theme is a night at studio 54. It's going to be at a state university's centennial hall. Guests will enjoy live and silent auctions, live music and dancing. For more information, uh, go to chefjonesboro.org or call 931-4044. They do a lot of good events uh, or a lot of good things for the community, including, and we've talked to them about this, how they have those defibrillators out around oh, yeah. the community and they're oh, yeah. in certain parks and places and they're saving lives. Oh, because, they definitely you know, are. Some people don't. You don't ever plan on needing one of those, but to know that if you need it, they're close by. That's one of the things they're working on. And yeah, they're working on an app to where you can anywhere in town and you can tap onto the app and it'll tell you where a defibrillator is. Yeah, and you just never know. Public. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's great. It's really cool. Yeah, that's a, that's part of the stuff that they're doing with the Community Health Education Foundation. And again, uh, Red Dress Gala coming up this weekend. Right. And then Monday, um, the 21st, an evening with Stephen Curtis, Stephen Curtis Chapman. That's going to be at the First United Methodist Church at seven o'clock. Um, check that's a yesterday, big deal. it is, that's and that's uh, the tickets are still available. Uh, go to StephenCurtisChapman dot com to get those. And then next Saturday, the twenty sixth. I what? First off, my OCD no. made me recheck this, and, and we were actually somebody was wrong. Who's I don't wrong? know if it was occasion. Well, it wasn't you, or Rodney. If it was probably your wife. Uh, Kansas, <gasps> Kansas will bring its point of no return. It says 40th anniversary because I'm old. I yes. knew that it wasn't 40. Okay. okay. It was released in 77. So, so you makes know it, this. That makes it 45. 
Okay. So he's getting fired the, up about the, it. <laughs> the point of no returns, 45th anniversary tour at the first national bank arena, seven o'clock Monday, the 26th. And you can go to fnbarena.com or 972-2781 for tickets. And there are tickets still available. There you go. Jonesboro occasions has the information. You can go to their Facebook page, uh, give them a follow there as well. They're relaunching all their branding and websites and, Getting all 2022 on us. Uh, on the cover of Occasions this month, our friend Rachel Guerin's on there. What's she going to be up to? Isn't she doing uh, some stuff? Yeah, you you sh- you should know, Brandon. because With United uh, Way, right? Yes, she's doing everything with United Way. She's the, the top dog. I actually saw her yesterday morning at a, at a breakfast uh, business breakfast meeting at 645, and she was... Bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Ronnie, do you do you know that she has also uh, called no, out Brandon okay. for not responding okay. uh, to is, one of her text messages? Well, Rachel, it's, listen. It's, it's a large fraternity of this people. Is, that Rachel, I'll send you my that, number, and so. I'll talk back and forth with you. Are y'all going to have – it's almost like a college-branded shirt. <laughs> Those are, okay, I'll work on that. I'm going to work on that. That's one of my things for 2023 I'm going to work on next year. What? Okay. Next year, yeah. You know, I mean. there's uh, there's still eight months left in this there's one. There's always know. a catch, Rodney. There's always a catch. He is Rodney Poff from Jonesboro Occasions Magazine, and as he so eloquently puts it at the end of every Jonesboro Occasions event roster, Poff off, Poff off, right there, man. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show now. Back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. Joined this morning by the man you need. He is Dr. Kevin Reed. He is man's best friend. He is our best friend. And he is the veterinarian of choice of the Brandon Baxter in the Morning Radio program. Dr. Kevin Reed from Vet Care. Good morning, Dr. Reed. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing great. Good morning. Hey, Kelly wants to start off. She told me first thing this morning, I have a question for Kevin. I have a question for Kevin. And I did not know that I sounded like that. When you're nagging, you do. Okay, okay. What's your question for Kevin this morning? So I'm going to meet my mom halfway across the state to take my dogs to her because she's going to keep them while I'm I'm gone um, on Uh vacation. So both of my dogs get car sick, and I was just curious what I can do. um, And I'm going to be in a car by myself to get halfway there. What can I do where they're not going to um, hmm, vomit the whole way there? Well, there are some medications you can give. You can actually give um, some, um, uh, one one that's real effective is just over-the-counter meclizine, Mm -hmm. which is the generic one, bonine. Um, They're usually 25 milligram tablets, and you can just give, give one probably a couple hours, hour and a half, two hours before you, uh, set out. Okay. And just give him a whole tablet. Gotcha. A whole tablet. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, that makes it easy. Great advice from the man you need. Mm-hmm. Hey, you mentioned that, uh, you know, there's parasites and, and we worry about our dogs and I guess coming into contact with other dogs or, or disease and stuff like that. You said there's parasites that have, I, I guess, been found at dog parks. Yeah, there was a study done just a couple of years ago. And, you know, dog parks have gotten pretty popular. And, of course, um, we have one here in Jonesboro. And then a lot of uh, people walk their dogs out at Craighead Lake. And um, But they, they did a study, and they, they checked almost 300 uh, dog parks in metropolitan areas across the United States. They collected 10 freshly deposited stool samples um, from each park. 
and they ran a test on them to look for intestinal parasites, intestinal worms or, or protozoans that we commonly see in dogs. And they found, it was pretty amazing, one out of five dogs tested positive for at least one or more uh, intestinal parasites. And 85% of these parks, you know, there was parasites in the dog park. So obviously, you know, when you take your dog there, they're getting exposed, potentially exposed to a lot of different types of um, parasites. The most common was the hookworm. And what's really uh, kind of scary about that is over the years, uh, there's there's some uh, hookworm strains that have multiple drug resistance, uh, even to the common, uh, you know, dewormers that we've always used or the, uh, the uh, products that are in the monthly heartworm preventive. A lot of those help, you know, treat and prevent uh, intestinal parasites. But some of these hookworms are actually showing multiple drug resistance. And, uh, you know, that's a concern. Uh, hookworms are probably the the worst type of worm a dog can have, especially puppies. These these dogs attach themselves to the lining of the small intestine and literally ingest blood uh, oh, from the capillaries there. And <clears throat> hookworm anemia is very common in young puppies that are untreated, and, and it can be fatal. Uh, they, they take so much blood from, uh, you know, a small patient. So, you know, it's important. Uh, Number one, you know, you should have your pet on a preventive that, that can, contains a um, um, parasiticide against these worms. If you're going to these places where a lot of dogs are at times, and um, it probably, you know, we should, we still recommend an, uh, semi-annual stool checks on your pets, but I think that's really important, you know, at least two times a year, maybe more if they're going out to a dog park just to make sure they're not getting... Uh, uh, you know, a buildup of these intestinal parasites. And, uh, you know, especially if, if they come in contact with one of these uh, hookworm larvae that uh, has resistance to some of the common dewormers and preventage. So the other thing they found is a lot of these dogs are positive for Giardia. And Giardia is a, uh, a protozoan. And um, the cyst of the uh, parasite pass out in the stool and, and dogs are there sniffing along the ground or eating grass or mm-hmm. digging in the dirt and they ingest these and this can cause um, can cause an acute form of diarrhea and um, fortunately people have a human giardia and uh, but fortunately the dog giardia what's been found over the last few years is they have a type that's not real contagious to people so we probably don't get uh, giardia from our from our pets, but um, you know, we still, you know, you want to have that checked, and if detected, you know, we can treat them appropriately to to eliminate it from their system. And uh, you know, it's it's just kind of amazing. And uh, I said eighty five percent across the country. It was about ninety percent in dog parks in the south. So wow. uh, you know, pretty much any dog park you go to, the odds are is there you know there are intestinal uh, parasites out there you know, in the soil or in the school of other dogs that have been left. So um, just something to keep in mind and, and uh, you know, even pets on uh, monthly preventives uh, should be should be tested for, for uh, intestinal parasites on a periodic basis. See, I didn't realize that. And I think what, we talk to you a lot about different things that affect our pets, and I think it all comes back to the, the old saying, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. If we're just in front of this stuff, it's so much more affordable than if you're trying to treat it after the fact. 
Yeah, definitely. Prevention is always less expensive than treatment in these in these cases, and uh, you know, not to mention just the effect that, uh, that it can have on your on your pet's health. Yep. So, if you're looking for a new vet, the guy who's going to take care of your pet, the vet for your pet is Dr. Kevin Reed. He is man's best friend. He is our best friend, and he is the veterinarian of choice of the Brandon Baxter in the Morning Radio program. Find out more about vet care when you uh, go to vet-care.com or search Vet Care Jonesboro on Facebook. It's another Wet Nose Wednesday with Dr. Kevin Reed. And, Doc, we appreciate your time this morning. Hey, thanks for the for the invite, and we'll talk to you next week. I will talk to you then. Dr. Kevin Reed, right here on the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. I joined this morning by Joey Glob, who represents the Jonesboro Shooting Sports Complex. And he's a longtime photographer of mine. He's one of my personal paparazzi. Oh, here we go. Uh, <laughs> Joey, how are you this morning? Uh, fantastic. How about you guys? I'm good. Do you remember when we came into your place? It was a long time ago. My partner was Yvette, and we had a birthday cake or whatever, and we made a mess yeah. in your place. That was hilarious. <laughs> do you remember those pictures, Kelly? Yeah, I do. So like, if somehow my face ended up in the cake, but it was just me, uh-huh. Joey, and Yvette. <laughs> yep. uh-huh. Yeah. There might have been a little Photoshop magic in there. There could have been. Hey, so, you know, talking about this Jonesboro shooting sports complex, I think it's a great time for me to reach out to you because uh, my son is 12 and he went up to Nashville a couple weeks ago and had the chance to shoot a 22 out on some land and got all excited about shooting again. Uh, and, and legit, you guys have the spot, like, you know, in the old days, and I guess we can say this, and this is not recommended, but people would go and try to find an empty field and go and, and try to test out their guns, right? Uh, you were exactly right. But now we have a shooting sports complex where you can do that legally. <laughs> yes, we do in a supervised environment. And uh, actually, all, everybody that we've got uh, working with us out here uh, has uh, background, whether it be military or or they've shot, you know, trap or or competitive pistol. Uh, so there's an, a lot of experienced help out here that we'd be happy to happy to help uh, a new a new shooter, whether they're young, old, or in between. Well, I think it's interesting too because, like, when I knew you guys were gonna, the city was gonna help build this and, and all the different stuff, and it was gonna be elaborate. The vision is big. I started thinking, well, to be able to do this, it's gonna be expensive to have a membership, right? And then when I started hearing what the membership was, this almost is like a no-brainer. Exactly that. Yes, uh, individual membership just a hundred dollars, and that's good for for a complete year. Uh, family membership is a twenty-one and under in your household, uh, and that's just one fifty. Uh, for the year, uh, that gives you uh, rifle, pistol, art, bagged archery targets free every single visit, and then you get half price on your clays and the 3D archery course in uh, each visit uh, on that with your membership. So for a family, you can also, yeah, yeah, you can also do you know just pay to play if you just want to come site something in and uh, just a single use. It's, it's just ten dollars. So for people who haven't seen it yet, how would you describe what this looks like? The visual of the shooting sports complex. Yeah, absolutely, it's uh, we're we're spread out over 200 acres here. Uh, we're right here off of uh, I-555 on, on the southeast corner of town between uh, Bay and Jonesboro, right here, uh, close to CW Post. Yep. Uh, and uh, so we've got pistol rifle here on the left side of the range when you pull in. Uh, got a brand new clubhouse to putting the roof on this week. Uh, so we hope to be in that here this uh, this summer, and then uh, here over on the on the uh, east side of the range, you've got the big shot curtain in front of the trap skeet 
ranges where it would be your shotgun sports. Yep. Uh, and then and then just a little further east of that, over here next to the woods, we're we've got their bagged archery targets. And then, like you said, we're getting ready to cut the uh, 3D course in the woods right here adjacent to us. Wow. What do you think is so great about this? Uh, I mean, obviously, as adults, you know, a lot of us get excited about stuff like this. Why is uh, shooting sports such a cool thing for young people? It's it's a great opportunity to teach them the proper way to handle and respect firearms. Uh, it gets you gets you out out of the house, uh, put that phone and that computer video game away, yep. uh, experience the outdoors, uh, and it's something that you can do uh, do from from now on. Uh, that's the great thing about it. We've got uh, some gentlemen that come out uh, pretty much every weekend when the weather's nice. They're shooting trap. Uh, they're all all retired, uh, and it's something that that allows them to get together and come out and have a good time. Uh, you can't say that necessarily about your your stick in the ball sports. Most of them sure. can't do that beyond uh, you know uh, mid thirties. Yeah, no, trust me, I get it. But it's kind of uh, neat, like the whole, the whole idea of the trap shooting and, and stuff like that. I didn't have the chance to do any of this stuff until the last year or so. I had the chance to go out to the Stan Jones Mallard Lodge, and he was going to kind of teach me some different things. And I fell in love with it as soon as I got out there trying that. So to know that I have something that's basically just across the road, this is tremendous for our community. Correct. Yes. Very blessed to have this, uh, like you said, in our own backyard. Uh, We're here Wednesday through Sunday, uh, right now 9 to 5. Before long, we'll be switching switching gears and staying open until – Till seven, yep. uh, but uh, you know, and we're not going to run you off if you're if you're here at, at four four forty five, and you know we got daylight. You know, hey, stay in, stay in play. We're we're here we're here for the community, uh, and, and uh, well, you know, welcome everybody to come out. So again, it's the Jonesboro Shooting Sports Complex. It's open now. We heard about the vision. The vision became the reality. And uh, if people want to find out more, Joey, about um, like where they can find the information and photos and all that stuff, where are the best spots online they can get the information? Sure. The city, city of Jonesboro website, that's uh, jonesboro.org, uh, www.jonesboro.org. Uh, they can call the parks office, or they can even call me here at the range at 870-520-0417. Be happy to answer any questions for them. There you go. Joey Glob joins us this morning on the K-Fine Breakfast Club, which is powered by Families, Inc. Joey, have a great day. Hey, thank you, sir. See you, man. Brandon Baxter in the morning. Hey, there's a deal out today talking about how uh, people who use emojis in their work emails, they're typically seen as, um, well, not very authoritative. Oh, no. It doesn't matter what the role is. They kind of feel like they're a little bit silly. And they they believe that sometimes this could even affect uh, potential promotions at work, like when things are coming open, when things are changing. If you're a big emoji person, maybe people are going to be like, oh, no, he sends smiley faces. Oh, no, he sends kissy faces and hearts. Wow. Okay. well, I'm going to take a stand and say I'm a person that does use emojis and I'm going to keep using emojis. But do you use them in work emails? Oh, I don't know. Do I? And text. What about text with work? See, I do it with text, not as much with an email. Only if I want someone to know that I'm I'm happy. You know what I'm saying? It, like this isn't a, a mean text or whatever. Yeah. You know the way I. This is the way I want you to read it. I don't know. And I think that's what we try to do it for. Yeah. It's like, hey, here's my emotion right now. Yeah. But then again, it's a smiley cartoon looking face, and maybe <laughs> as you do that in work emails, it might not seem all that professional because again, they say even CEOs look weaker if they hmm. use emojis a whole lot. So maybe the smiley face, maybe the thumbs up, maybe the smiley face with the cowboy hat, or hmm. maybe the crying face, or 
maybe the eggplant. They might not uh. be appropriate for all of your work emails. Brandon Baxter in the morning. So if you check out today's Brandon Baxter in the morning podcast, you'll hear our chat with the new Head basketball coach of A-State Women's Basketball, Coach Destiny Rogers. She joined us this morning. She got me excited. No, she was awesome. Yeah. And it was really our first chance to kind of dive in in depth and Mm -hmm. talk about like, you know, going from interim coach to all of a sudden being the head coach. And was there any type of imposter syndrome feeling and how she going to motivate the team? All this uh, plus five questions. That was fun. We talked to uh, Dr. Shane Spites, a little doc talk with Dr. Spites this morning, uh, all about daylight saving and how daylight saving time actually uh, might not be the best for our health. So find out more about that. All of that on today's podcast. It is the Brandon Baxter in the morning podcast available wherever you get podcasts. Kelly Perry, what's on TV tonight? The Masked Singer is on tonight. And this sounds good. The series premiere of Beyond the Edge. Nine celebrities compete for charity by surviving in the jungles of Panama. Here's the celebrities. Mm -hmm. Lauren Elena, okay. Ray Lewis, Craig Morgan, Meta World Peace, mm-hmm. Paulina Poritz, Poritzkova. She's a model. Yes. Mike Singletary, Jody Sweeten, Colton Underwood, and Ebony K. Williams. So that could be fun to watch tonight. Yeah, that is fun. The season premiere of Temptation Island. Also tonight, The Flash, Chicago Med, Chicago Fire, A Million Little Things, and Chicago PD. All right. Hope you guys have a great day. And we'll talk to you back here tomorrow morning on Brandon Baxter in the morning.